Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and let's do part three of incidental omas. And this part will cover basically two main things, ovarian lesions and thyroid lesions. And I, I saved those for the last because those truthfully are the most confusing to me at times and the most difficult. Now, if you pick up an ovarian lesion like this, this is a cystic and solid mass, this is a carcinoma, this is coming out. Here it is in coronal view. There's no if, ands, or but that lesion is going to be resected. No problem at all, right? Ovarian cyst adenocarcinoma. But what about these ovaries? This is a 27-year-old female. These are ovarian cysts, okay? What do you do at that point? Do you follow these? Do you need other imaging? Should you get ultrasound? Should you do a biopsy? What should you do? Well, the fact is, as we know, the range of normal ovarian size will vary depending on hormonal status. In premenopausal patients, we talk about a volume of 20 centimeters, which is about 5 centimeters. The older the patient, obviously the smaller the ovaries, but there's so much variation. For an oval-shaped structure, the volume limits translates to a linear diameter 5 centimeters for premenopausal and up to 4 centimeters for postmenopausal women with the size of the ovary normally decreasing progressively after age 30, okay? But there is lots of variation. So in looking at an incidental ovarian lesion, what do you do? Committee recommends short-term follow-up for premenopausal patients, but they don't say do the follow-up the next day, don't go from CT to ultrasound. Do the ultrasound in six to 12 weeks for benign appearing lesions, even over five CM, and you know, and probably benign over three centimeters. So the, the thing is, you really want to try to be conservative. When an incidentally identified benign appearing cyst in a woman in early postmenopause is over five centimeters, the committee recommends prompt sonographic evaluation to be sure you're not missing any small nodules. So you can see the size criteria is really based on the patient's age. When you're in the postmenopausal state, those are the ones you need to be more careful with. Those are the ones you're going to worry about and do earlier. The committee recommended that an anexal cyst on CT under a centimeter or an MR under a centimeter should be considered benign even in the postmenopausal patient unless there's something else that's of concern. The committee does not recommend prompt to follow up ultrasound of an asymptomatic benign appearing cyst less than three centimeters in maximum diameter in any of the age groups. Now it's interesting, adherence to the Society of Radiologists and Ultrasound, the SRU guidelines, uh, really is not followed well. So these guidelines are somewhat challenging because in this one article from NYU they showed that uh, it was only followed in 59% of cases. Overmanagement occurred in physiologic cysts in premenopausal patients while undermanagement was observed for simple cysts in postmenopausal patients. So you can see scanning too much on younger patients and not enough on older patients. Now it's interesting, uh, the, the article goes on to say the radiologist's recommendation for management of cysts, again, 59%, 27% overmanagement, 9% undermanagement, Menopausal status, cyst size, and other cyst features affected the adherence rate. But again, patients' follow-up, over-management and under-management was still problems. So you can see one of the challenges we face 
is when you have rules for people to follow the rules. So I think one of the things the ACR is focused on is education. If we have rules, we need to follow them. And I think that's been one of the challenges. People follow the rules some of the time, but not all of the time. Okay. What about thyroid? Thyroid is another issue. I mean, thyroid nodules, we know that if you scan the patient's neck with IV contrast, or you do ultrasound, it's very common to pick up thyroid nodules. And there was an article about this, Managing Incidental Thyroid Nodules, the ACR uh, Committee. And what did they say? The incidental thyroid nodule is one of the most common findings on imaging studies that include the neck. Is defined as a nodule identified by a study that was not previously detected or suspected clinically. There is currently a paucity of guidelines from professional organizations on management of these incidental lesions and high variability in reporting by radiologists. So it's really the worst of both worlds. No one's really sure how to report them and there's significant variation. So indeed it's going to be a real challenge. Now when you look at numbers, these incidental lesions are seen in up to 67% of ultrasound studies, 25% of CTs of the chest, and 18% of CT or MR of the neck. So you can see it's very common. Now you could say as well, maybe we should biopsy every lesion. It's a low risk biopsy, but it's problematic. First of all, you can be doing a lot of biopsies. Second of all, Retrospective studies show that up to 41% of patients who undergo fine needle aspiration proceed to surgery, and up to 75% of these patients have benign nodules. So what you're doing is you're getting indeterminate or negative biopsies, and then you're going on to surgery. The rate of benign results is high because cytology is inherently limited for diagnosis of follicular neoplasm. So it's a challenge. Doing a biopsy is a problem because it's not going to be that accurate. And the next thing you know, the patient's going to surgery, which has all sorts of other complications potentially. Here was the rule from the ACR uh, committee. This is sort of their flow chart, and you can see that the general population, they divided it under 35 or over 35, and then they looked at size, under a centimeter, don't worry about it, over a centimeter, do ultrasound. That's for under 35, over 35. They went to under 1.5 cm. So they gave you a higher size. Now the take home points, under 35, incidental lesion, further evaluation with dedicated thyroid ultrasound of the nodules, over a centimeter, but again, um, there's some controversy as to that. Should you be doing that? What's the frequency once you're doing uh, further evaluation? You know, what are the frequency of positive findings? And then again, above 35, they change it to 1.5. So um, remember that number, age 35. Now, it's interesting, in this article by Lee recently published, there are no definite guidelines for the management of thyroid lesions detected incidentally on CT. Uh, they looked in this study to assess the association between CT and ultrasound and to try to figure out what lesions were benign or malignant. So the thought was perhaps maybe we could find better criteria. And they found that there was no CT characteristic that predicted malignancy. There were certain things that had significant associations, but it was typically for benign lesions if they're very small, lower attenuation, and homogeneous. The malignant potential 
The prevalence of incidental lesions on CT was at 1.6%. Of 143 patients without pathologic data, 58 or 40% were benign, 85 or 59% were indeterminate based on ultrasound. So you could see that there's significant variation, but there's an issue in terms of what we're actually calling and there's just a lot of uncertainty as to the management of these patients and to the interpretation. Article by Lee again, recommending ultrasound evaluation of all incidental thyroid lesions is likely not the appropriate strategy given the high prevalence of incidental lomas, low probability of malignancy, and cost-effectiveness of workup. Small homogeneous low attenuation lesions have a high probability of being benign and recommendation is treat them as incidental leave alone lesions. Now this whole issue about ovary, this issue about um, looking at thyroid, when you look at it from a CT perspective, you bring up the radiation issue, but if you weren't worrying about the radiation issue, if you were doing ultrasound or MR, it's still the same problem. How many studies do you need to do on patients? In terms of things that are only seen on CT, again, we're trying to minimize dose, so we can do low-dose protocols. We can figure out the best acquisition phases for patients to minimize the radiation dose. On the other hand, for many lesions, when we try to do single phase, our accuracy decreases. So one of the things is, as scanners get better, our incidental findings are going to increase. I think the challenge for us is to figure out management. Now, we started this lecture hours ago, it seems, speaking about how there was lack of agreement within institutions and within departments how to manage patients with certain incidental findings. Again, we made the point that it's important to try to reach consensus. There are some guidelines, think Fleischner for a second, but again, there are other guidelines which are more challenging, think pancreatic cysts. I think it's important for departments to come up with their own guidelines so everyone in the department is speaking the same language and doing the same recommendations. The ACR is trying to do this, of course, and that will be helpful for all of us. This article by Berlin made the point, the white paper uh, looked at radiologists who followed and read the recommendations, and they recommended additional testing less often than radiologists who had not read the recommendations. Radiologists who read the white paper were more likely to report an incidental finding that was likely benign as likely benign whereas those who had not read the paper were more apt to recommend additional imaging. That indeed becomes very important. So our recommendation, departmental and group guidelines are important when dealing with incidental findings. You do not want to drive your clinicians crazy. Organize radiology from the RSNA to the ACR to the various GI society, GU society, and the like must develop guidelines like the Fleischner guidelines. And the Fleischner Society guidelines are being updated as well. We know that no guideline will ever be perfect, but it will be critical for us and for our referring docs in providing a rational approach to patient management. Treating patients randomly is only going to hurt patient management. So I'll go back to one of our original slides. The incidental problem, incidentaloma problem with medical scans is going to be there. It will never go away entirely, but it's us, it's up to us to manage it correctly. And with that, I thank you very much for your time and your attention. Thanks a lot.